Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. What's going on, Steelers Nation? Welcome back to the campus of St. Vincent College here in Latrobe, where the weather has been a little bipolar today. Started out overcast and rainy this morning, but for about the past 10, 15 minutes here, the sun has broken through, the skies are blue, the fans are packing the stands, and once again, we are ready to rock and roll with you here for the next two hours. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. You've got us until 2 o'clock when Dale Lolly and Matt uh, Williamson will take over. Uh, with the drive, our ongoing coverage of training camp 2022. Arthur Motes, how we doing on this Thursday? Man, we have recovered from yesterday's festivities and activities, and now we are ready to put together another solid day. We're just trying to get 1% better because it's training camp, all right? All we're doing is 1% better each and every day. I'm locked in. I can tell. I can tell. Ready to go. All right. I love it. Well, let's get right into it then. Uh, as I'm sure it's, you know, it's, listen, we're, what, about 60 miles away from Pittsburgh, I think, here. So I would imagine the weather is not too drastically different where you are from where I am. Oh, here you're just going to tell them. So you, so you just going to let them know that I ain't out there again today? We, you know, we, we are one thing. We're not fact-based, but we are honest. And that is definitely correct. Well, yes, I mean, we they can also, again, you know, the man, people are, the people are walking by as they roll in here. So, I mean, they can see it's just the good hair and no da body down here. Y'all should have listened yesterday. Y'all would have heard the agreements. Each show only needs one member out there mandatory, all right? Wes has said he was going to take the first shift. That's all. That's all. We salute him for that, though. I do miss you, though. I mean, I wish you were here in the flesh, oh, but I will I see you tomorrow. You well, tomorrow, correct? Yes, indeed. Looking forward to it, man. Absolutely. Heck, yeah. Well, for today, Arthur Motes, it, I mean, it poured the whole way. I mean, I got here about 930 this morning. It poured the mm. whole time I was driving out here. It rained pretty steadily till probably about 10, 30, 11, and then it was just kind of overcast and and a little yucky, right? But now the sun's mm-hmm. out. They do have the tarp out on the field, as they will do from time to time, just to be safe. But where I'm going with all this is it's 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 wet conditions this afternoon, and I think that oh, will, re- yeah. you know, unless the sun really comes out here, I, I got to imagine that the field will still be pretty soggy, still a little wet whenever uh, the guys get going for practice. You know, they'll take the field about 90 minutes or so from now. Practice starts just a little before 2 p.m., Motsi, I got to ask you, as somebody who played for Mike Tomlin, as somebody who did your fair share of time out here in these training camp settings in beautiful I did my bit. I paid my time. (laughs) You did did your bit. I got to imagine 
part of Mike Tomlin is smiling a little bit, right? Because he doesn't want these conditions perfect for the guys every day. They play football in the AFC North, in Pittsburgh, in Baltimore, in Cincinnati, and in Cleveland, where quite often the weather is wet like it is today, to say the least. Is Mike Tomlin smiling right now, knowing that there's a little bit of a, you know, a curveball, a little bit of adversity for these guys and having to deal with some conditions this afternoon? Oh, 100%. For me, for Coach Tomlin, this is Christmas in July. I mean, he's going to get a chance to get wet football conditions. He's going to get a chance to have his players out there where the footing isn't the best, where you're going to have to really take into account what style of cleats you wear. Also take into account what style of gloves you wear, because there is a difference in the gloves in terms of the material on the on the palms. So when it's damp outside, you wear one style, which is more of a patent leather, that stickiness that we always joke about that, hey, man, with these gloves, you can catch anything. But when the weather is sometimes too moist out there, that patent leather becomes too slippery and it's ineffective. So you have to go to a traditional, like, old-school leather palm approach. But these are all the things that you get a chance to figure out what works for you. This is your trial and error. Some guys, they go no gloves. Some guys, they'll switch from their molded cleats to the old-school studded cleats, the big spikes that you'll see at times, right? So these are all the things that you're trying to figure out with your equipment. You're trying to test, okay, if you're a visor guy, well, hey, I was a visor guy. Visors look great year round, but they are the worst to wear when it is raining because the humidity, the difference in temperature outside versus inside. So it causes your visor to fog and you don't have windshield wipers. You don't have a defrost (laughs) like you do in a car. So you have to figure out how do I manage that? Some guys, they would change the way that they would breathe. They would would say, hey, man, when I breathe, I'm only going to be blowing my air out down. I can't blow it straight across because it's going to fog the visor. Some guys would say, hey, man, I would keep an extra towel and I would only use that towel, not for my gloves, strictly for my visor. Other guys would just say, hey, man, I'm going to just take my visor off. And then others is like, man, we're going to play blind out here and hope for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Because those are some of the things that you really have to account for. And in a game, you don't have that luxury always of, hey, the weather was beautiful when we first started off. But now in the middle of this third quarter, it's pouring down. Now I have to know what I can do to be effective in this moment. And you don't have that luxury of figuring it out in the game. You got to already know what your go-to is going to be. And that's why days like today and, you know, it's going to be some other days where it's a lot more rain out there. Those are the days where you really get a chance to figure that part out. So that way you could be the most effective and the smoothest with those transitions that you're going to have to face during the season. I tell you what, that's spoken like a guy with the experience, with the veteran uh, knowledge of how it happens here at Latrobe, and with all your different, uh, let's call them uniform accessories, and how you function well, well, you, all those you, you things know, in the different weather. <laughs> well, this is my thing, Wes. I figure, you know, we always hear people talk about the rain, and the first thing that everybody talks about is ball security. Then yep. they're like, oh, man, yep. you don't want to be slipping. You don't want to be fumbling. And I get that. Those are two major components. But... It's always fun to like take you a little step further and talk about that that game within the game. When, when you got that helmet on, and you're like, man, this is what the rain means to us as players. We don't think of the rain the same way as other people. We think of those things. Man, now I got to change this. Okay, now this isn't going to work anymore. Okay, I got to walk like this. Okay, when I'm doing this move right now, I can't step like how I usually step because this ground is not going to hold me. I'm going to have to take an extra step right here. Those are all the things that you figure out during this time of year, man. 
Absolutely, and that's why you know that's why Arthur Mochi have this ramp up period as well too. You know, day hey. day number two of four ramp up practices for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and, and what we mean by that is uh, not fully padded, right? So so not completely live action yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and also too, Mozi, and I, I wanted to know if this was normal. Is again, you are the one on the on the show here with the with the NFL experience and the specifically the Steelers training camp experience. But but you you're the one with the Super Bowl credential. Remember that. You, you did get shouted out. I, I never had that. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't want you to always make it like I'm the big timer in this show. I am Robin. Okay. Well, you're gonna for get- anybody that wants to know, I'm Robin. Wes is Batman. Don't ever get it twisted. He has a Super Bowl shout out. From his favorite team in his favorite city. Well, now don't y'all on. ever forget that. Hold on now. <laughs> uh, the the, the WVU Mountaineers don't play for the Super Bowl. All right, so that's impossible to be my favorite team. Uh, you, you, you make me you laugh. Don't worry. Do when, Mitch, when Mitch Trubisky climbs that stairway to seven for the Steelers, all right, you'll get your shout out. Don't you? We'll be there we'll we be go. on there the we we'll be on the parade bus doing our show live from Fifth Avenue, hey, baby. We already got it planned up. You know how we do. Um, <laughs> yesterday's practice was really only about ninety minutes long. Uh, shorter mm-hmm. is that normal for the first couple days? Because we know, I mean, sometimes they get you know a good two hours, maybe even a little bit more out here. Is it normal that these first couple days practices is not quite that length? Um, not typically. From my experiences, usually with Coach Tomlin, he does like to use the full allotment of time. But what we also have to remember is this: what happened during OTAs that was different than any year we've seen with Coach Tomlin. Usually, you're allotted. 10 OTA practices. Coach yep. Tomlin historically will drop just one OTA practice, which will still give you three weeks of OTAs, one final week of minicamp. Mm-hmm. Well, during OTAs, they were out there for two weeks. Yes. If you remember. Yeah, only and six. They, only six of those and, 10. Exactly. And they cut out that, that last week and went right to minicamp and ultimately said, hey, man, we're going to get you guys off your feet, let you guys get a little bit of a break earlier than everyone else. So, I just think that he's following suit, and I think he has a reason behind it. Part of me says the health element of it. You know you're going to have some older players out there. In terms of Cam Hayward, right, you want to take care of him. You know you're also going to have guys like TJ Watt, who we know you're going to push him to the brink. Najee Harris, you're going to push him to the brink. So you're pulling out certain players. All right. So it's like I get that part. Then I think of the other element of it in the sense of, man, with younger players, you also want to protect them from themselves. You want to make sure that they understand the importance of training and skill development, but not just being on the field, punching the clock just for the sake of saying, hey, I'm working. Sure. Because that is something that a lot of younger players fall into the trap of. They'll stay on the field for six, seven hours and say, hey, man, coach, look at me. I was getting it in. And that's not good. If you're developing skill and you're focused on a craft, it does not take you six, seven hours to work on that one craft in this setting for that day. <laughs> You're looking at about a one to two hour window. If you want to do extra, maybe another hour after that, but you're not doing all of that in one setting. But that's some of the things that you try to teach the younger players because for them, all they've heard their whole life is you got to outwork the next man. You can't take sure. a day off, no breaks, wet waters for the week. And it's like, no, at the NFL level, you better take time off. Otherwise, your body's going to break down and you're not going to be able to have a long and lengthy career. So with Coach Simon, I could see him taking that approach as well and kind of setting that tone in the OTA minicamp time frame to let them know the importance of the mental element of it, but also resting their body. And now that we're in training camp saying, hey, 
We know we got a long grind of a season. We're trying to get to that confetti game at the end of the year. We also know that, hey, we're going to have some guys that are milking some stuff. Not milking stuff, but dealing with some stuff, sure, right? Sure. Larry Yoga and Joby, Tyson Aluwalu, Mika with the wrist. Other guys are going to have little bumps and bruises. I was going to say, those are, those are just the ones that you we know, know about. But yeah, you know there's <laughs> right. more. Everybody's going to have something. So you always try to just say, hey, well, if I can still maybe – 10 extra minutes if i can still maybe 20 minutes these first couple of days before we put on the pads because essentially all this is is glorified extensions of minicamp that's all this acclimation period yeah. is yeah. you're out there with your helmets and your regular shirts and shorts but it's just acclimation and you're able to actually keep the guys on location that's it now, when this weekend hits and they put the shoulder pads on and the helmets and the and the pants and stuff like that, well, now it's when training camp would really begin in the physical grind element of it. But up until then, you could get away with a couple of, okay, we can cut out that pair right there. Hey, man, give them a little break on this pair right here. You can do that type of stuff in these first couple of days, but I don't anticipate this being the case come next week. Oh, no, not next week. Monday, August 1st, when the pads go on. That's when we separate the men from the boys, baby. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait for that. We enjoy these first few days. It's good to be back out here. There was some, you know, some fun athletic moments that popped. That's one of those, you know, you mentioned a continuation of, of minicamp and OTAs. You and I have yeah. talked about what do you want to see in those settings realistically, right, where there is no tackling, where there is no uh, mm -hmm. very minor where, where, where physicality. They take away, listen, they take away the physical element of it. I yes. mean, I was laughing when I was reading through the uh, various practice reports and the different reactions to training camp. And some of the stuff when you're talking about athletic ability, I'm like, yes, you grade that. You can You can put a little bit more stock in that. Then I saw reports where they were we were talking about a guy and praising him for his blitz pickup. <laughs> I say, man, you know how many guys I saw pick up Vince Williams in OTAs and minicamp? Plenty of guys did blitz pickup against Vince Williams in OTAs and minicamp. You know how many hearts and souls I saw Vince Williams take in blitz pickup with shoulder pads and actual football was being played? Millions. <laughs> so... So when we talk about how we evaluate it, what we, you know, put more stock in in these type of practices, it can't really be focused on like that physical, like who's tougher than who element right now, because it's just not realistic, man. It is not. It absolutely is not. And so at these settings, as, as you and I talked about during OTAs and minicamp, you want to see athleticism pop, right? Before before the pads go on and the physicality becomes a, a very real factor, you want to see the athleticism pop. We saw that from a few guys yesterday. George Pickens was talked about plenty. We'll discuss him a little bit as we go forward here. We've got some guests for you on the program today as well, too. Sorry, the program this afternoon afternoon oh, as well too Chris Carter going to join us at one o'clock Steelers alumni uh segment at 1 30 will be with Randy Grossman today so plenty to get to on day number two live from the campus at St. Vincent College as the sun is really out and shining now you gotta love it uh just a little over an hour away from practice number two here for the Steelers we'll keep you posted on that we'll give some day one observations as well as we roll forward. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler, live on location for Training Camp 2022. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
The fans are on the hill. They're in line for the autograph hill, as we shall call it, and the stands at Chucknell Field are starting to fill up here as the sun is out after a rainy and damp morning here on the campus of St. Vincent College. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR, part of our ongoing coverage here for training camp 2022. Nobody covers the Steelers like we do for you on SNR, particularly during training camp, where we start at 9 a.m. with Bob Labriola and Tom Opperman every day. You get those guys. Labs. And I tell you what, I listen, I know I, I work for the radio station. I'm on the radio station, right? And you're supposed to, to promote everything that's going on and all that, and that's that's part of the gig. I'm telling you this just completely honestly, though. This is not like a read. This is not something I was instructed to do. This is not me lying or blowing smoke. It, I love listening to, to Labs and Tom. <laughs> like, they're just – Tom has this way. If you know Bob Labriola, anyone who's listened to him over the years, and he's here on SNR all the time. He's, of course, on the Steelers game day broadcasts. Like, he's got a very – sarcastic delivery I think is the best way to put it like his sense of humor is is funny he's unique he's a really knowledgeable guy but he's got this really good kind of sarcastic personality it's awesome and man Tom just gets him to, to open up and laugh and you see a different side of labs it's it's great they they do an hour together every morning kind of recapping the previous day they make me laugh I enjoy listening to them while I'm rolling in here. So that's when our coverage starts, 9 a.m. every day with those two. Of course, you got Max and Wolf from 10 to noon, Motsi and I from noon to 2, and then Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson from 2 to 5. Then we've got wrap-up shows in the evenings. We've got late shows in the evenings from local establishments here as well, too. So, again, it is, I mean, it's wall-to-wall coverage pretty much every single day on SNR. Listen, what, what, what my man Wes is trying to say is this. We got coverage on type of coverage on top of coverage on top of coverage. If you're looking for anything Steelers related, you might as well not touch the dial. Just leave it here all day, sun up to sundown, and you will get everything exactly. that you are looking for. Exactly. And Motsi, that line right now to get over to Autograph Hill, I tell you what, it's almost all the way back to the, the Chuck Noll Field press box already. I thought with the weather this morning, with this being day number two, right yesterday, it's the first day of training camp. It's the first day back here in three years. All the crazies are going to be here. You knew that that was coming. Today, though, I'm driving out here again, like I said, in the rain this morning, and I'm thinking, ah, man, I bet you the crowd will be a little light today. You know, it's day number two. There, all, the, all the crazies, all the diehards were here yesterday, right? They're still not in full pads. It's supposed to rain on and off all afternoon. Joke's on me, Motsi, because Steeler Nation is, is, <laughs> is, is here and representing as always. That's the beauty of Steeler fans, though, man. We know this. Rain or shine, man, they're always going to be out there. And that's the thing that I love about training camp as well, because it really gets a chance to show you just how passionate this fan base is. Yep. It's easy to show up at Hinesville for a Steelers game because it is a spectacle. It's an event. You're going to see celebrities. You're going to have all the vendors. You're going to have all the pomp and circumstance. You're going to see major TV networks, and you're going to see other famous people on other TV networks out there. So even if you're not a diehard fan, it's still a fun event to show up to. Well, when you're talking about training camp, we realistically strip away all of those amenities. You're not looking at training camp and saying, oh, man, look at all these, you know, five-star restaurants. Look at the chicken and pizza over here. Look at the Budweiser. <laughs> like, we're not having all that at training camp. It's literally Steelers fan experience and football. That's it. 
That's so it. when you're talking about the the multitudes of fans that show up in the heat that it is out there, in the rain that it is, the humidity that it is out there at times, it's just such a beautiful and refreshing thing to see that, hey, man, Steelers football means something to fans, even when we're not even talking about wins and losses. Because right. this practice today, that practice yesterday, and the practice tomorrow – they're not winning and losing the game right then and there. <laughs> but, yeah, people are still going to show up. They're going to, like you said, two and three hours early Oh yeah, just for a chance to see them practice. And that's the thing that I never, like, want us to ever lose sight of or take for granted because that is such an awesome experience, man, when you really think about it. No, it, it certainly is. And, of course, you know, there was the line to get into the parking lot again today, just like there was yesterday. It's impressive. It's one of the things that we missed over the last few years, and it is certainly one of uh, one of the big parts of what makes uh, this setting here in Latrobe on the campus of St. Vincent College so darn unique. Uh, Motsi, I mentioned George Pickens there at the end of, of last segment. He was a guy who I thought showed pretty well. You know, albeit, again, grain of salt with what we saw yesterday in those settings where you, you want the athleticism to pop, where you want to see some of these athletic traits shine through. To me, partner, you know, he looks the part. Obviously, we, we need to get in season, and we need to see how it all translates in this offense and and his kind of role amongst the other wide receivers and all those different things. But I will tell you, Pickens was, was one of the guys who I thought stood out here yesterday in a good way. You, you wanted to see that athleticism. You saw the burst of speed. You saw some really acrobatic catches uh, and him just, you know, almost being able to do that levitating style, hang up in the air and, and, and go get uh, go high point balls. Uh, George Pickens was was a guy that I was impressed with yesterday. Yeah, man, from all the reports that I've been seeing and things like that, it does sound like he had a really, really solid start to camp. Um, and when you're talking about those guys looking like elite athletes when you're in shirts and shorts, that's all positive. You want that 100%. And you would much rather have a guy looking exceptional during this time of year than it being the alternative. So, no, I'm all with you on that. And in terms of how I view it, I'm more so I'm still always with the wait and see just because I want you to put the pads on. Now, sure. even for George when the pads come on, I still anticipate him doing a lot of similar things. I just want to see what does it look like when you're going to be getting a little bit more physicality at the NFL level when we're talking about releasing off the line of scrimmage. Right now with them in shirts and shorts, you're touching guys, but it's still it's a different element of it. Once we get those pads on, though, they're going to ask him to do certain things, and that's where we're going to get a chance to see a little bit more. But also when you get to that first preseason game and there is no longer a familiarity element, mm. there is no longer a... I know what you like to do. You know how I like to do it. We're both here competing, but we're also here for the same purpose. What does it look like when that guy against you is not looking at you with that common bond of, <laughs> hey, we're still Steelers at the end of the day? That's the part where I want to see from him at the NFL level. We've seen him do it at a high level in the SEC, and we're seeing him have some success in shirts and shorts right now throughout the spring practices and you know day one of training camp. But that's how we're going to really get a chance to determine with George. But time is on his side. Yes. You know, the fact that, like you said, he already is showing up and making these plays, it lets you know that it's not too much for him right now. It's not mentally overwhelming him right now. He's still capable of just going out there and playing. And that's the part that I like the most. Yeah, no, that, that's that's well said by you. And um, 
it, it, it all has to compound upon itself, right? And that's that's why we know. That's why you have OTAs. And, well, well I, sh- I should say for these guys, they start with rookie minicamp. Then you have OTAs. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Then you get out here, you know, first four practices are, are, are not in pads for a little, like, I like the way you put it, minicamp extension, you know, a little ramp up here. I mean, that's here. what it is, you know. And then, and then, <laughs> a little plus one. Yeah, absolutely. And then next week the pads go on, and then you get Friday night lights at the end of the week, right, with, with all the fanfare and all the pomp and circumstance and the lights on and that that Friday Night Lights community feel that we all love so much. Uh, And then you got to turn around and and get ready to go Saturday afternoon once again after a late practice on Friday night. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. The the real challenges for these for these guys, and again, particularly the younger players, the rookies who are going through this for the first time, and as Motsi has outlined here on the show many times over the, the years that we've done this, it's just an insane process for these rookies from the end of their season, wherever they played college football, right, uh, to – uh, playing in potentially an, an all-star game or a shrine game or a senior bowl or something like that. And then you get ready for the combine and then you get ready for your pro days. And then you got the NFL draft and then you've got rookie camp. Evaluation on evaluation it, on it, evaluation on evaluation. It never stops. <laughs> it never stops. And, and then, oh yeah, by the way, you're playing, if you include the preseason, 20 games, which is mm. way more than any of the, I mean, even someone like George Pickens who went to Georgia most games he ever played in a season there was 15, right? I mean, and that's with them going to the SEC championship. To game the SEC play- championship, yeah. Yeah, and the playoff and, and all that. That's still a pretty – even for someone if you're coming – or like Najee coming from Alabama, right, where they where they went 15-0 and his senior season and, and won the SEC and won the national championship. You know, you there, there's a real – jump even from from for those guys because even of those 15 games I mean right Alabama in two or three of those games they're up by 40 points in the second quarter against, mm-hmm. South, against southeastern Mississippi central Missouri Tennessee State and, 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 college. and, and you know and, and Najee only Najee only has technical college Najee only you know it plays for for 20 minutes and then he's and then he's on the sideline with his with his helmet off watching the the route down there in Tuscaloosa <laughs> um it's a it's a real it is, it's a real process from the end of your senior year, getting ready to get to this point and then making it through the fall and the winter through your rookie season and the rookie wall and all those different things. Uh, but you got to start building it here. And, and I think we've seen that. We saw that from George Pickens. I, you know, I should mention Calvin Austin as well, too. Give him a shout out. He made a couple really nice mm-hmm. plays yesterday, including a long touchdown. How much, how much stock should I put into that, Motsi? You know, Calvin Austin, if, if you're someone who's on social media, I'm sure everyone saw the reports yesterday. Uh, he caught a simple little – Oh, the little, screen pass took to the house. He caught yeah. a simple little screen pass and, and took that thing 70-some yards to the house. How much stock can I put in that, though, in a practice like yesterday where, again, they're, they're not tackling? It was nice to see the athleticism pop, and you certainly yeah. saw the speed, right? He had the breakaway speed. But that's, that's another grain of salt thing, right? Respect the speed, respect the athletic ability, but 100% grain of salt. Just knowing that it's a screen pass and knowing the attire, it's not realistic like that. You know what I mean? Because it's just point of attack stuff, right? Even if you're asking yourself, hey, does this guy tag him right here or not? It's close. You have to remember that, hey, in a game, you're not reaching out with your hand. You're putting a pad on that guy. If you're talking about the the wide receiver that is tasked with blocking that inside linebacker that's flying to the ball inside out, in shirts and shorts, you give that receiver the benefit of the doubt. How many times, though, during the season can we point to, not just in Pittsburgh, but globally, and we're like, hey, man, if this receiver would have blocked this linebacker that was scraping over, this is a touchdown. 
But how many of them receivers ever block that linebacker that's scraping? Ever oh. block that safety that's coming downhill? They just don't want to do it. That's the nasty part yeah. of it. But that's why screens are, you know, a mixed bag in terms of their success rate and stuff like that. But you definitely respect and applaud the speed element. And I saw what he said he didn't even turn on the afterburners. That was another thing that I really enjoyed Ooh, as well. But, talk that talk. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like that, man. But I would just caution people because a lot of times, even from a reporter's vantage point, even the ones that are down there on the field, it's certain things that they will see and they will think that that play isn't made. And us as defenders, us as NFL players that have actually been out there could tell you that, hey, even though that you look at this and you're saying that space, that's a touchdown – I'm like, no, for a fact, this guy's getting hit right here. Like, <laughs> Someone's he's getting hands get, on it. He's going to have to at least break get, a tackle yeah, or two. Yeah, He's going to have to cut back reverse field. There's no way he's hitting this and going straight line like this the whole way. That's just not how it goes. So, you know, Not at the NFL level, at least, from my experiences. Well, it's very, very rare. But think about this. How many 70-yard touchdown runs or screen pass? Sure. Not 70-yard touchdown pass in terms of starting at the line of scrimmage. And hitting it for 70. You don't see that often. No. Because it is the game is so fast at this level, and guys play hard, and we're smart. Yeah, you're faster than me, but I understand angles. <laughs> I don't have to be the fastest with you. All I got to do is get to this point that's far enough downfield before you do. Right. I could do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> game of angles, of baby. Cons, right. Those are some of the things where it's like, in a in a practice setting, uh, a fan or even a, a writer might see that and say, "Yeah," and those players were like, "Nah, that that wouldn't have been that bad." But I don't want to I don't want to put too much of a damper on it, man. So still be excited about the speed, still be excited about him making that type of play. But at the same time, when they're hyping it up, oh, 70 yards to the house on a screenplay, it's like, no, 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 we 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 ain't doing it. All right, grain of salt, grain of salt. Uh, yeah. We're going to take a break here. When we like, come like, back. like, for example, you, you know what I thought of? Think about, like, one of the, the screenplays that stands out to me from a guy taking and going to the house. But think about how long ago this was. Zeke Elliott's rookie year versus us in Pittsburgh. Oh, gosh, yeah. You remember? So think about, but since then, what's another, like, 60, 70-yard screenplay where he's just outrunning everybody and no one's getting a hand on him? And even on that play... We still pointed to three or four guys that missed tackles on that play. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, Juju had those two really long touchdowns, right? The one his rookie yeah. season against Detroit, and then uh, uh-huh. the other one a and couple years tackles. ago he, against, against he, he, he Denver. Breaks the, he breaks, he breaks the tackle tackles. on the screen against Detroit, yes, and then yes. he's splitting the guys down the middle and hauling. Like, yes. er, like that's just how it goes. You're, it's very rarely that it's just going to be a guy just flat out outruns everybody out there. That's just not the it's, case at this just, level, you know? That's just not the case. That's just not the case. We got more and more fans rolling in here to St. Vincent College. And one of the things we need to do, Motsi, maybe we'll do this Saturday when you're out here with me. You know, I'd say probably close to 50% of the people out here have on Steelers jerseys, obviously. Uh, even <clears> even <throat> on the hot days, even on the high 80s, 90s days, they're still wearing their black and gold we need to, like, make a tally here of, okay, here's how many number, you know, here's how many Trubisky jerseys there are. Here's how many Cam Hayward. Here's how many T.J. Watt. Here's how many Kenny Pickett. 
because we did just have a Josh Dobbs jersey walk past, and I know that you Ooh, would shout appreciate out to the homie. I know that you would appreciate shout out to the that. Homie Dobbs. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple people in uh, in Alabama Najee Harris jerseys here in the first two days, so we might have to keep a tally on that one of these weekend okay, shows okay, when we've got okay. some more some more boots on the ground here. But I'm one pull guy, up my number two jersey then. What's up? One guy that I need to talk to you about when we return is Deion. Uh, what does Mozi think the Steelers should and Deontay should do and, and handle this thing going forward? We'll talk about that to close out the first hour of the program when we return on the other side. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You are listening to our ongoing coverage of Steelers Training Camp 2022. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Auto Parts. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Just about an hour to go until practice number two at training camp 2022 for your black and gold. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. We will have this same program, this same show, noon to two every single day that the Steelers have practiced throughout training camp. That will go all the way through August 18th. Thursday the 18th will be the final day out here in Latrobe. There will, of course, be Friday night lights and a couple days off for a preseason game in between there as well, too, uh, as those things work this time of year. But every single day that the Steelers have open practice, we've got wall-to-wall coverage on SNR. The Steelers had their Wes. Yes, sir. Wes, hold on, man. I just wanted to let you know, that is top-notch right there. Shout-out to SNR. I mean – you know me. I've I've played at a couple of locations, all right? You did. That's true. I've had training camps at multiple locations. Multiple locations don't offer what we're talking about right there, baby. <laughs> wall to wall, round the clock, no, live not. coverage. No, 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 no. Not even close. And it's <laughs> so because – Shout be- out to Steeler Nation, man. It's because of God, all you no. psychos. And I mean that in the best way possible. I mean that as a compliment. It's Absolutely. because of all you psychos that we get to do this here and that we have a 24-7 Steelers Not one, not one day of the week. Not, That's not, right. Not twice a week. Nope. Any day they're out there practicing. Oh, yeah, we got you covered. Not just don't for you a worry about that play. Either. Don't you worry you, about that, baby. It got you from 9 a.m. until you tuck into bed in the evening. You got to love it. East Coast, West Coast, early rises, late bloomers, oh, man. Yeah. We got you on deck. I got my I got my first I got my first late show tomorrow night I believe at Dino's I have to double check the schedule but I believe Ooh, at Dino's hey now. I can't wait gonna get me some wings gonna mingle with the people let's Puck, go let's a go Stellar's football what could be better you know Motsi with the first day of open practice yesterday a, a big topic that a lot of people were talking about both in the media circles in the fan circles and everywhere in between was the status of Deontay Johnson. And for those who might have missed it, for those who maybe you saw conflicting reports or something like that, here's what I can confirm for you, all right, is that Deontay Johnson, he was out there and he did um, participate early, very early in practice. He was, you know, a part of the warm-ups. He was in the stretch lines with the rest of the team. But then after that, that was about it. You know, he didn't do any individual drills. He didn't do any of the any of the team period stuff. And he spent, you know, the majority of the rest of practice after just warm-ups and stretching um, on the sidelines, taking everything in with Minka Fitzpatrick, who, of course, has is, is been given some time here to, to let that wrist injury heal up. You know, people are using the, the hold-in term. People are drawing parallels to what T.J. Watt did this time last year as well, too. 
it is only day one, and I think it's important to note, Motsi, that you know we didn't see Deontay Johnson show up for day one at the beginning of OTAs either. But then eventually he was there and was a full participant. Let me let me start there with you. Ask you in this way: Do you think that this is is a long term play by Deontay Johnson here, or could it be similar to the OTAs thing, where he just the first week or whatever it might be, he eases into it. He's not a full participant, but eventually we will see him give it a go out here at St. Vincent. Or do you kind of go the other way and, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if this thing lingers through the preseason and potentially up close to the regular season? I'm just trying to figure out why are we saying that this is a Deontay Johnson decision? Mm. Deontay Johnson was the first one to speak on this situation before Coach Tomlin or anybody else in the media had a comment on it. He said the day he arrived, I am here to work. My plan is to be a full participant. If you see me not out there in any capacity, that is not my decision. He was very clear on that. So I don't understand why once he said that and yesterday took place how it went. Now we're saying, oh, is this Deontay Johnson uh, staging a hold in? My initial reaction was, okay, two things could be happening here. Are the Steelers still in the heart of a negotiation with him? Or are they trying to potentially trade him? Because those would be the two reasons why you would have him off the field. If you're trying to get the deal done, obviously it's a trust element there. But if you're trying to trade him, you wouldn't want him to be injured in any uh, shape or form during this time frame. Hmm. So that's what I initially thought. Then obviously you have Coach Tomlin come on after practice and say that, hey, he wasn't holding Deontay out of anything and things like that. So now the conflicting reports element. But because Deontay got a chance to speak his piece first – He gets the benefit of the doubt. That's the biggest difference between when I look at the TJ Watt situation, even the Minka Fitzpatrick OTA minicamp situation where that was another quote unquote hold in type situation. Right. Mm -hmm. When I think of Deontay right now, I say, man, look, he is there. First rule to get better showing up. That's a post Tomlinism (laughs) right there. He's there. You look around the league globally. Are guys all showing up? Not everybody is showing up, but he did. He took part in the walk through the uh, dress rehearsal portion of it. Cool. But then after that, whatever the conversation or communication was to him, whether it's from his agent or whether it was from Omar Khan, the general manager, who knows? But all we do know is what Deontay Johnson said and what he said first. And unless we're going to just say that he's a liar and we're only going to believe Coach Tomlin, we have to take (laughs) into account what he said. And because he said it first, It makes me feel like, okay, is the team just being reactionary and trying to save face? We don't know that. But what we do know is that this guy who has never lied to us before said that, hey, I'm here. And if I'm not out there practicing, that is not my decision. So to me, I don't villainize him. And I did see or because I'm not on social media right now, but I was aware (laughs) of, you know, the bashing and, and people trying to villainize him because they do the whole, well, he's not TJ Watt. TJ Watt was the number one guy and all that. And I get that. But this guy still said his piece. This guy still said that, hey, I'm going to be here. My intent is to take my reps and get better. So that's where we're going to have to figure out where the disconnect happened. But we won't know that unless they all get up there and, you know, hold hands and say, hey, this is what it was. And I don't anticipate that happening because they don't owe that to us. But I'm just saying, hey, man, before we all just jump to paint Deontay as a hold in or the bad guy or, you know, thinking he's a TJ Watt caliber player. 
all I'm saying is based on what he said in the timing of events, I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. That's all. So what you're preaching to myself and to the choir, which is, of course, Steelers Nation, all you all you psychos that I so kindly refer to, is he preaching, preaching patience with this? I mean, is it just that simple? Let's see how today plays yeah. out. Let's see how the rest of the week I plays mean, why, out why, before we what, start what sounding the, any alarms. Did Deontay Johnson say anything to make you not have patience, to make you not be optimistic? He didn't, when yeah, Deontay he, Johnson he, spoke to the media, you're right. nobody had any type of ill will. Nobody felt any type of nervousness. We all were excited because of what he said. So until he says something else to contradict that, I say yes, patience, because we're going to get a chance to see what this boils down to. If it's the organization trying to move him and they're trying to save face, well, we'll get mm. those answers if they do that. If they're trying to get a long-term deal done and that gets done, well, we'll know when they do that. If no deal gets done and is Deontay just being upset and not wanting to work, well, we're going to get that information as well. But we can't come to that conclusion mm-hmm. off of day one where you have a player saying one thing prior to practice and anything going on. And then post-practice, we have the coach saying something different. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, man. Eventually, the truth is going to come out from whichever party it's supposed to be coming from. Well, the truth does always inevitably come out, right? That's how these yeah, things absolutely, work. Absolutely, man. You are, you are correct. And you know what? You made a good point there. I don't know if you uh, if you did intentionally or if it was uh, just uh, you know something that uh, through osmosis you morphed into my brain here, Motsi. But <laughs> you know, last year you mentioned how we 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 heard we've heard from Deontay Johnson already out, mm-hmm. out here at training camp. Thank you. Last year we didn't hear anything. He's not from hiding from it. We didn't hear anything from TJ Watt, right? He wasn't so doing when any I media availability. You, he wasn't speaking. None of that so, stuff. So so when I said that to you, I'm glad that you caught it. I wanted to put emphasis on Osmosis. it because he's not hiding. He's not hiding from it. He's in front of it. Plenty of guys hide from the camera. Plenty of guys don't want to go in front of that microphone and have to put a word out there where they got to stand on it, where it's going to be documented, where people can come back to it. And if you waver from that, we can point to it and say, hey, you said this. Deontay stepped in front of that mic. He stepped in front of that camera and said that. And that's why for me, I'm like, no, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to respect that because until he is proven to be a liar, why should you not believe him? Hmm. Because when he said he was going to show up, what did he do? He showed up. When he said he wasn't going to show up, what did he do? (laughs) He didn't show up. But he's been very clear this whole offseason about his intentions, about his feelings, about this team, and about his contract. So, just because it's training camp and now we all get a chance to see something happen that didn't go like we all assumed or wanted it to go. Now we go and say, hey, it's the players, the players, the players. Like, no, this dude has been clear this whole time. Let's just see how this thing continues to play out, though. Ah, uh, some the voice of reason, Arthur Motes. Yeah. I, I, and, and no, I don't want to get on my sense. soapbox, but, no, you, but no, I'm saying, saying, saying somewhere I want to go. Well, because the thing is this, and it's like, we got to understand how to differentiate. Hmm. <laughs> Should he be out there practicing to get better? Yes. But that is a different conversation than his contract that is going on right now. This contract negotiation, this is significant. This is status quo for organizations and players. This is why we talk about how the morphing of holdouts and hold-ins and all that 
perception around it has sure. grown, but it is all just fancy terms for, hey, when contract negotiations are going along and we're not getting the player on the field like we all want him to be up there. So now we have this term for it. But in all actuality, it could be the same for the organization. You could say they're holding in as well. They haven't paid that <laughs> man what he wanted. They holding out as well. They All they got to do is just come to check. You saw what Arizona did. Arizona paid a guy yep. 46 a year and said, hey, we need you to actually study. Chicago. So if they, <laughs> they put in that, his contract at least four hours so, of film so, every week. So if they can do that, okay, I don't want to hear about, oh, man, I don't want to give it to his demands of bumping the price up. So all I'm saying is if we're going to criticize the player and hold the player's feet to the fire, it's a double-edged sword because it takes two to tango. So once again, this is why I respect the heck out of what Deontay Johnson did the other day by stepping in front of that camera. Yeah. Because the organization, they're not always doing that as it pertains to Deontay. And even when Coach Simon spoke, he very well ended it with what? I'm only going to be focused on the guys that are out here working. That's his way of saying, hey, don't keep asking me about don't it. Don't keep talk to asking Deontay. me about this. But what does that do? What does that do? Media-wise, public perception-wise, it takes the pressure off the organization. And now everybody's going back to Deontay. But sure. that's the part for me where I don't like that. Because I say, hey, it's just as much on the organization as it is on Deontay. Yeah. Because both of you guys have to come to an agreement. It's like, man, it, you'll see, Wes, when you have another child one day down the line, right? And you got your two, <laughs> the, your two children are together and they're fussing and fighting. And you're like, look, man, at the end of the day, y'all got to come to an agreement. Y'all got to figure out how to coexist here hmm. because y'all are going to be here. We need you together. And at the end of the day, the Steelers are a better team in 2022 with Deontay Johnson out there. Yes. So they're going to have to figure out an agreement. Deontay Johnson is a better player in 2022 with the Steelers. He understands that. So, once again, y'all got to figure out that common ground. But we can't fall into that easy trap of just picking a side and villainizing because it's convenient in this moment. And that's the thing that I always try to talk on in these contract negotiation situations because that is the side that really gets overlooked at times. Professor Motes laying it down here on a Thursday afternoon, hour number one in the books. When we come back in our second hour, we're going to have some cool guests. We'll have Chris Carter will join us in just about five minutes. Randy Grossman, Steelers alumni. Mr. Uh, Mr. Grossman, of course, of the 70s fame of the Pittsburgh Steelers, will be our, uh, will be our guest here uh, about 1.30 as well, too. So plenty to get to in the final hour of the show. You know where to get at us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, comments, or concerns, and reactions as well, too, to everything that we just talked about with Deontay Johnson. We'll get to your uh, thoughts before we get out of here as well. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, another hour to go live from training camp 2022. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked. Game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked. Your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.